is the answer to all your business challenges in the world outside or inside of you. Do you control the outcome? Do you control the customer? What about success? Is it a straight line? How can you be worth buying from? How comfortable are you with your own vibe? Do we know the way things are meant to fall out? Does someone else's success in any field empower you or demotivate you? Is the voice that tells you you are not good enough is that even your voice? What are the four ways in which all of us including people who run businesses respond to emotions and what can we do about it? Renowned author and speaker Darren Fleming discusses this and more. Darren can be reached on 1300-012-415 or go to darrenfleming.com.au to learn more. For now, stay tuned in. Dear business owners, dear friends, dear well, just about any of you out there, you are listening to the next big thing. This is the podcast that helps business owners and individuals find their top gear. Find out what they look like when they're humming on all cylinders. Want to know what your fullest potential is? Well, listen on. This podcast was recorded on Wednesday, 28th of July. In today's episode, we spend some more time delving into the mindset of the business owner. I'm really excited today because today my guest is someone who helps smart and clever people communicate effectively and influence their stakeholders. He's also the best-selling author of 6 books and is an incredible speaker himself. Please welcome the very fun and very insightful Darren Fleming. Hi Darren. Today hey Don. Good. It is really good to have you on the show. Thank you for making the time. Not a problem. All the way from South Australia. Yes, both of us are out of lockdown as of today, so uh, life is good. So this podcast is done in complete freedom. Yes. Yes. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Look, uh, Darren, I'd love for our listeners to get to know you better, and hey, even I might get to know you better. So what we do on the show is when guests come on, we ask them to share two things about themselves. One of them is false. One of them is true. Only the guest knows that. And I become the guinea pig, and I put myself out there and take a punt on which one's true and which one's false. Sure, I've been given this a bit of a thought and to try and work out which one wouldn't sound realistic. So two things: mm-hmm. I have recently completed a ten-day silent Buddhist meditation course. Mm. Or. in my year 12 uh exams which my uh daughter will be doing next year i got um 98.2 which wow is false okay you 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 you're a very clever man there's no doubt about that you spend your time with clever people so i am veering towards your 98.2% being true and because you love talking I really don't see yourself as someone who will be happy to be silent. But then, but then I have been stumped and I have 
you know, in cricket, they, they call it the googly, right? And yeah. I, you might have thrown a googly my way, I'm not sure. But I'm going to say that the one that is false is a silent uh, Buddhist meditation camp. No, no, the other way around. Oh, no, uh, I've done it. I have put the axe on my foot. <laughs> oh, that's I, uh, awesome. There's no, there's no way I could be smart enough to get 98. I think I've got to be about 66. They used to call it the TR, tertiary entrance rank. Just, just turn it around. It's 99. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, I did a, a, a 10-day silent meditation retreat wow. um, about two months ago. Amazing. Awesome. 10 days. 10 days? Ten days of not speaking to any fellow wow. participant on the course. Wow, amazing experience! Did you did you come away uh, knowing a lot more about Darren Fleming than before? It's not actually about coming away knowing a lot more about yourself. It's coming away deprogrammed, mm. and and they they refer to it as deep surgery on your psyche. Wow, we have we have so many things within us. Yeah, that program us, you know. Yes, yes. Um, so we're watching the Olympics at the moment. Mm, yes, two people in their events, mm-hmm. they win bronze medal. Yeah, one person is, oh my goodness, I've won bronze. This is amazing, and yes. the other person is upset. Mm. Now they they both achieved the same thing. Yes, from third in the Olympics. Yes, one is happy, one is sad. Yes. So it's not the not the external thing winning a gold medal. That has caused the issue. It's yes, what's inside them that has yes. determined whether or not they're happy or not. Ah, oh, beautiful, beautiful. And we're going to spend a lot day, of time. Oh yes, yeah, the, the ten day silent meditation. Yes, is about deprogramming that inside you. Oh, good goodness, that that sounds amazing. After this podcast, I am going to grab some details off you because that plays right up my alley. And we're going to spend a lot of time talking about the inside of us today, aren't we, Darren? Yes. So we'll, we'll yes. come to that. We will explore that in greater detail. But uh, for the sake of listeners, tell us a little bit more about, about you and what you do, specifically yeah. with how are you making the world a better place? How are you changing the world we live in? Yeah. I help smart people communicate. I help clever people communicate. Mm. Um, and smarts is how we're going to change the world. You know, we've mm. got a lot of problems in this world at the moment. Sure. COVID, climate change, mm. current governments, mm. um, massive, massive problems. They mm. need to be changed. And the only way we can do that is through smarts. Now, mm. I don't have the smarts to do it, but a lot of people out there do. Mm. And I show those smart people how to share what they know. Mm. An example of this was in 2018. Mm-hmm. I worked with some people from Caterpillar mm-hmm. in Perth. There was only six people in the room. Mm-hmm. And one gentleman flew in from... West Africa, a country called Cote d'Ivoire. Uh, you may know it as the Ivory Coast. Came in, did my two-day program, developed some ideas that he had, took them back, shared them with management in Africa. Mm-hmm. And because of what he came up with, the way they sold a particular product changed across the whole continent of Africa. Wow. Sales went through the roof. Yep. Customer experience went through the roof. Yep. And it was just good for everybody. Lovely. Um, as a result, they flew me over to West Africa to train people over there, um, wow. which is a really cool trip. But what it is, is Cedric, the guy, he wasn't, you know, he's not a PhD. He's not the smartest guy in the room, but he just knows his business. Yes. And he shared what he knew about his business in a way that made sense and other people got on board and everyone made more money. That sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. That's what I do. 
That, that is good. So, um, you know, I really have a lot of respect for people who do a great deal for others, for, for the world outside. Um, you know, I place a lot of value on the selflessness. It's something I'm trying to develop myself uh, on a personal basis. And so, so really, really good on you for doing what you do. But when you're not changing the world, you know, just, just wanting to get a, an overall picture of who Darren Fleming is. When you're not changing the world, what are some of your interests or hobbies? What do you do in your spare time? Um, if you I, have love, any? I love camping. My wife and I, we um, got a camper trailer when we got married last year. Um, because Wonderful. we were in lockdown in South Australia. We couldn't go anywhere. This is prior to having the camper trailer. We went on a 10-day uh, camping throughout back South Australia, sleeping in the back of the Kia Carnival um, for the honeymoon. It was, it was so much fun. That sounds amazing. And, uh, yeah, we took a Kia Carnival where no Kia Carnival had ever gone before. Right. Uh, it's a pity it wasn't filmed because that would have been a great ad for Kia Carnival. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to film someone on their honeymoon, mate. <laughs> that is very true. That is very, very true. <laughs> that would be quite <laughs> creepy, indeed, indeed. Okay, good to hear that. Good to hear that. Darren, I want to talk to you about the word inspiration. Right? There's so much inspiration around us, and you mentioned the Olympics. And it's really great. I was uh, watching the surfing competition last night. I don't know if you were. And Owen Wright, a, a very famous Australian surfer, won the bronze medal. And I was listening to his story. And in 2015, he had this life-threatening, debilitating injury where he had to teach himself to walk again, to talk again. I mean, that's wow. just starting from ground zero, you know, and yeah, yeah. To, to learn to surf again. And then four or five years later, to beat some pretty you know, world champs to win bronze. I mean, that is inspiring stuff. So what happened, What I've seen is a lot of individuals, they get inspired and then that's it, right? But how do you view the role of inspiration? I know it comes from the external world outside, but how do you see the role of inspiration for business owners? Yeah, the, the world of inspiration, it, it's, it's a bit like motivation porn really, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah. You know, you hear that story of uh, the surf and you think, wow, that's, that, that really is impressive. I'm not, not yeah. that, that's impressive. You know, you can yes. walk and now, now you're third in the Olympics. That's not going to be sneezed at. Yeah. And what happens is I think we go, yeah, I wish I could be as good as him. Mm, mm. And, you know, if I was, if I was hit with, a, um, uh, you know, a, 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 I couldn't walk, yes, I would start walking and I would go off and, and um, become the Olympic champion because I would not take it for granted. Mm. And um, I think we overlook what we have. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I, this guy can't walk, becomes Olympic champion. How many people are at home at the moment stuck in lockdown mm. who are raging against the world? Mm. You know, how about I was at home in lockdown, I mm. couldn't go outside my house, otherwise I could die. Yes, and use that as the vehicle for launching forward. Absolutely. What, what, when we use um, external people like the Olympic gold medalist or bronze medalist in this instance, yeah. we, we don't equate it to our current situation. We externalise mm. it. Yeah. And it, um, it can be difficult mm. um, because what happens is we go, oh, yeah, it's all right for them because he's important, he's special, he's... No, nah, no. Nah. 
I don't yeah. believe you're a special snowflake. Yeah. We are all exactly the same. Yes, absolutely. What what I what inspires me and, and the way I use inspiration, well, what inspires me is ideas. How, mm. you know, something that I can take, you know, you've mentioned this mm. and he's mentioned that. Mm. And if both of you are true, really, I reckon blah is true. That, mm. That's what inspires me. Mm. What inspires me about um, that surfer? Sorry, mm. I've forgotten his name. Owen Wright. Uh, Owen Wright. And um, back in my day, it was Kieran Perkins. Right. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Kieran Perkins. Um, first Olympian to swim under 1,500 metres uh, in less than 15 minutes, got it down to 14.38. Wow. The reason he started swimming is he fell through a plate glass window. He was training, uh, just playing with his brother, and his brother pushed him through, and he had to go and swim under wow. Dennis Cottrell and went off because of that. Wow. The surfer would not have won bronze if he didn't learn, didn't need to learn to rewalk. Yeah, yeah, Kieran yeah. Perkins would not have been Olympic champion and all-time Australian hero yeah. had his brother not pushed him through the window. Sure, sure. These low points yeah. in people's lives yeah. are often credited with, oh, my goodness, um, you know, if it wasn't for that, the cancer, I yeah. wouldn't have changed and started this business. Yeah. If it wasn't personally, if it wasn't for my divorce, I wouldn't yeah. be in the amazing position I am now. Right, right. So where does inspiration in watching the Olympians come from? Yeah. Is they wouldn't have got to where they are mm. because uh, unless they went through that bad thing. Mm. Every And I, re, I, I work on the theory of everything in, happen, in life happens to you for a reason, to push you forward. Mm, mm. We all have goals we want to achieve. Mm. The universe says, okay, you want to achieve that goal, I will help you get that goal. For you to be good enough to have that goal, you need to learn this skill. And bam, you need to learn determination to be an Olympic champion. Well, determination comes by not being able to walk. You learn to walk is the first step to you being an Olympic champion. And they go through that process. Right, you've now got the ability to, of determination to get through. Here's the next hurdle, bang. And you overcome these hurdles. And the process of overcoming the hurdles gets you the Olympic medal. So how does this work when you're in Sydney, you're in lockdown, or you're in Melbourne, <laughs> Adelaide, or anywhere around the world, you're in lockdown? You are exactly where you need to be for you to achieve the outcome you want. Mm. I, I completely agree with that. Um, so I personally have developed uh, a mechanism to use external sources of motivation, knowing that the self in me is exactly the same as the self in that person. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, this is personal, of course, is that I dig deep to find my own determination, my own grit, discover what I can do because I believe that I am uh, my full potential, for example, is undiscovered. I don't know what I look like when I'm firing on all cylinders. And for me, it gives me an opportunity to become increasingly aware of my own self and my own potential. Um, But yeah, I completely agree with you that a vast majority of, of the population does go, well, that's him. I'm not him or her. And, you know, I'm just the way I am and I can't really get out of this. But he can. So In Adelaide, in Adelaide there's a speaker, uh, Derek McManus, he's a good friend of mine. Right. He was a police officer. Right. And he went to a siege in, I think it was the late 90s. 
and he yep. got shot 14 times. <sighs> like high-powered rifle, true row siege it was called. So he lay in no man's land between the gunman and the um, police. Goodness. Lay, lay there for three hours, blood draining from his body. Now, he's now got a program that he loves. He's set up with the University of South Australia, the Human Durability Program. Wow. Like, and what happens is he, he wanted to be this sort of speaker and the universe yeah. is going, okay, to be this speaker, you know, you yes. need to be shot. Yes. So, Avian, what do you want? Yes. It's the old story, be careful what you ask for because you're yes. very cool. Because um, the, the, part, the part to the outcome might not be what you expect. Yeah, but the outcome will be. The problem yes. is we yes. as humans like to think we control things and we don't. Mm. Um, we, we say we want this outcome mm. and the universe goes, okay, you can have that outcome. To get to that outcome, you need to develop these skills. Here's the yep. program for you to develop the skills. But yep. what we do, we're selfish and we think that success is a straight line. We yeah. sit back and go, I want it to be a rich property developer and I've just gone bankrupt. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Why? Because yeah. rich property developers know how to manage money. And yeah. if you've gone bankrupt, it's an indication you don't need you need to learn the lesson on how to manage money. So the university gave you universe gave you that lesson. Absolutely. Yes, yes. No, I love it. I love, love this. So let, let me let me uh, you know extrapolate the outcome syndrome, right? So for businesses, for business owners, so you know, we talked about personal calamities. Uh, let's bring it to the professional realm. Mm-hmm. When a business owner is taking his or her business or whatever shape and size towards the desired outcome in that time frame, there, there's two scenarios, right? One, things are going really well, and one, things are not going well at all. So if you can separate these two scenarios and talk to us about the mindset that business owners must tap into at that time, when things are going really well and when things are not going well. Professionally, when, when, when things are going really well, um, it's pretty easy to sit back and cruise and say it's all because of you. Mm-hmm. I think the best thing to do when things are going well is the attitude of gratitude. Mm. Uh, yes. Brene, Brene Brown talks about it a lot. And it's just sitting back going, wow, how awesome is this? this and, and sit back in awe of yourself. Mm. How awesome is this? We've been able to create this. Some people give thanks to a God. Mm. Some people do other whatever. But it's just gratitude to the universe of of thank you. Mm. Uh, This this is awesome. Um, But realising you are where you are Mm. because of the decisions you have made. Sure. And, um, you know, you have got yourself there. Mm. You are where you are because of the decisions you have made. Now, when the world is turning to poo, <laughs> you must also say that you are where you are because of the decisions you have made. That's right. Um, so it's the same mindset. It's a, Well, it's the same reality. Yes. You know, people say, no, I was successful because I did one, two, and three, but mm. I failed because the bank did this, the bank did that, the yes. bank did the next. Nah. Nah. Yeah. You, you, can't, you can't have it both ways. Yes. yes. You are either successful because of what you did and if you are, you failed because of what you did. Yeah. So that's the reality. The reality remains the reality. You just have yeah. to realize it. Yeah. And so when, when things are going not going well, mm. uh, whether it be professionally or personally, mm. 
whether something is going well or not is an artifact of positionality. Mm. Okay, so what does that mean? Okay, so uh, watching the, um, the the game of the, the Euros recently between Germany and England. The final. Uh, I, was, it, was it the final? Sorry? Was it the, the final? final? Yeah, yes. yeah, the final. Um, and the reason I bring this up is I've got clients that I'm working with in both Germany and England. <laughs> and, um, the game happened and yes. the, the Germans were over the moon and the English, they were, they, were, they were gutted. But it's the same outcome. The same thing happened. Germany mm. won and the, the England didn't. So whether it's good or bad is an artefact of whether you're German or English. Correct. So it's the same thing. It's just where you happen to be standing. Mm. So if something in business is going bad, that too is an artefact of where you're standing. Is it good or is it bad? Well, that's simply your description of what is good or bad. Uh, the Buddha talks about the, the reasons from um, misery in life, clinging to aversions, cravings, aversions, and ignorance. Cravings, I want this to happen. Mm. Aversions, I don't want that to happen. Mm. And ignorance is, well, basically, why don't you just stop wanting and see what turns up? Yes. <laughs> and and that's, that's the way you, you get around pain in life. So when things are going bad, they just are. Don't label it. To quote Shakespeare when he was talking about Denmark in the play Macbeth, nothing is either good nor bad, but thinking makes it so. Ah. No, I'm not familiar with this, uh, with that. Uh, character? No. So uh, which character was that again? Uh, I think it was in Macbeth. I didn't study Macbeth. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, that saying just kept popping up in my life for a, a period of weeks. So I went and researched it. And the two people are talking about Denmark. And one was saying Denmark's a great place. And the other person was saying it's a crap place. <laughs> and Someone said, nothing is either good nor bad, but thinking makes it so. Well, that's a great nugget of philosophy. And I found that, uh, I might digress a bit here, that great writers are often great philosophers as well. And, yeah. Well, there's a reason Shakespeare survived for 400 years. It's that's not it. because all kids liked it. Mm-hmm. Because there's truth in what he says. Indeed. So Indeed. to get back to answer the question, mm. what do you do when things aren't going well professionally? First of all is gratitude. Okay. Mm. The universe is helping me get what I want. Maybe I need this lesson. Um, An example of this. My wife and I, we've decided to go dabble in the property market. We wanted to get property A. Mm. um, But unfortunately, we came to negotiations just that little bit too late. We missed out. So we said, okay, we're going to get property B. And we paid a lot more. Mm. Um, Well, we offered a lot more. Mm. Then the agent of property B turned around and said, oh, well, you know, the, the vendor thinks they can get a bit more money by going back to the market. You know, we want you to, if you throw in another 20 grand, you're going to be right. Yep. And we said, stick it up your jumper. <laughs> then, and we were pretty, we were pretty damn bloody hell, you know, we'd agreed. You're going to go back. This is terrible. <laughs> an hour or so later, I opened up my email. There was an email from prop, the agent of property number one uh, saying, hey, that sale fell through. Yep. Can you make an offer? Mm. So. Was it bad that we missed out on property, the, the, the property the first time? No, because mm. what happens, we went for property B and that forced us to get all the stuff in order. Then yep. property B fell over. Damn it, that's terrible. No, it's mm. not. It's what the universe required for property A to be, to be gained. To be available, yes. We think 
we know the way things are meant to fold out. We don't. We're we don't. Humans. We're egocentric. Things are happening the way they are and you think you can control it. No, you can't. Don't have an opinion about it. Cravings and or aversions will make you misery. So you, you do speak a lot in your, in your talks that I've uh, consumed. You speak a lot about control. And I, I'm quite fascinated by, by that phenomenon of control. You know, you said that we tend to take credit for things we don't actually control, right? Even when we talked about when things are going well, we say, well, I did one, two, three, and that's why I'm successful. Um, I find that whole thing fascinating. Can you talk a bit more about control? What do you exactly mean yeah. here? So with control, there's three, three types of control. We take credit for things that we have no reason or right to claim credit for. Mm-hmm. We try, and number two is we try and control things that we can't control. And number three is we don't control what we should control. So going back to the first, taking credit for things that we don't have no right to control. Um, the fishers, fishermen and women are, are, are famous for this. You know, I caught a fish. No, you didn't. The bloody fish bit the hook. I don't care that that you put the boat in at the right time, you went to your favourite spot, you picked the right hook, the right worm, you said the right three things, threw the hook over. All of that you did, yes, but it was the fish that bit the hook. Yes. Okay, if the fish decided to not bite, you wouldn't have caught a fish. So it sounds to me as though all the powers with the fish. Yes. Gardeners do the same. Here, have a beautiful flower I grew. Well, thank you very much, but you didn't grow the flower. Sure, you might have planted it, watered it, fertilised it, blah, 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 but if we took the same seed and threw it on the side of the road, it would have grown. You yeah. didn't grow it. But yeah. thank you for the flower. Yes. <laughs> the, the, people, the people who are the worst at this are salespeople. Mm. I sold something to that customer. Mm. No, you didn't. You didn't sell anything to that customer. No, I did, Darren. I hunted them down. I put together an order. I approached them. We negotiated and I sold it to them. I sold it to them. Yes, you did all those things. All those things are necessary, but it was the customer who bought because mm. you can do all of those things and miss out. Mm. Why? Because at the end of the day, the customer has the choice. Mm. And that sort of leads us into the second type of problem. That is we try and control things that we have no right to control, i.e. customers. Mm. See, if we take responsibility for things that we don't control and say we do control, we then ask questions like, how can I get that customer to buy from me? In other words, how can I control that person? Now, the way we control customers is the same way we control our kids to get them to clean their room or to get off their phones. We've seen what happens with that, yeah? Good luck with that. (laughs) Yeah, We can't control other people. So to ask the question, how do I get that customer to buy more from me or how can I sell more to that customer? Yeah. The better question to ask is, how can I be worth buying from? Mm. Interesting. That that question, if you let it sit, Mm. vibrates your body. How can I be worth buying from? Because then all of a sudden it puts the, the emphasis back on me. You know, it's not just the offer, you know, is my price right, is the product right, delivery, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. That, that's detail. Yeah. How are you as a person? Yeah. There's two sorts of people in this world, those who walk into a room and brighten it up and those who brighten it up when they walk out. Yeah. Are you in the first group? 
are you someone worth being around? Yes, yes. And if you aren't, how do you become someone worth being around? So the customer looks forward to you calling on them once a month or however often it is. Yeah. So they will then want to talk to you, to deal with you, to buy from you. Mm. As opposed to how can I sell them more, which is basically how can I push something on them? How can yeah. I make them do what yeah. I want to do? Yeah. This, this is this is very small and it's very finicky, but it's paradigm shifting. You can reach Darren Fleming on 0422-670-659 or on 1300-012-415 or just connect with him on LinkedIn. Back to the podcast. So we got the, the three types of control. Take credit for things that we don't do. Fishermen, mm. gardeners, salespeople. Yeah. Try and control things that we don't have right to control. How do I get you to buy more from me? Yeah. The third area is not taking control of things that we can control. Hmm. And, like, and the question, sorry? Like what? Yeah, okay, like, glad you asked. <laughs> the, how long do you brush your teeth for in the morning? You know, do you brush it for two minutes? Or do you brush your teeth until the electric toothbrush, you know, vibrates at you and says, time's up? Or do you brush your teeth until they're clean? Uh, so, so, so am I answering that or is it rhetorical? Oh, you, you can ask it should you wish. Um, <laughs> right. we'll, we'll just let it float out there for those. Let minutes. it float, let it float. Yes. Um, but can you see the difference? Yeah. One is I'm doing something because I'm told to. Mm. Uh, by the Australian Dental Association or the, the toothbrush told me I've done it long enough. Yes. And the other one is I'm doing it because it is, I'm finishing because it's done, my teeth are yeah. clean. Yeah. Now, people leave for work at um, you know, 7.30, quarter to 8, whatever it happens to be. Do they leave at that time or do they leave when the alarm on their phone goes off to say that it's quarter to 8? Mm. One is you're at home. You're, you're managing the morning, kids ready for school and you're, you're getting lunches done and your own and cleaning up the dishes and blah, blah, blah. The other, you're going along until someone says go over there. Yeah. We outsource just about everything we can, unfortunately, our attention, our emotions. When we say something like, well, you can't say that, you have offended me. Mm. If I say something, well, I'll rephrase this. If you say something and I'm offended by it, that's my problem. That's my fault. It's nothing yeah. to do with you. Mm. Um, because why would I let you control the way I feel? Because yeah. that is purely outsourcing. Yeah. Tree, you're responsible for how I feel. Yeah. That's, that's too much of a responsibility. That's it. That's it. And people get these levels of control mixed up. They take responsibility for things they don't control. They try and control things they can't control or have no right to control, and then they don't control what it is that they want. And then they sit back and they go, well, the reason my business wasn't successful is the government did this or the COVID <laughs> did that or the bloody thing did the this, that, and the other. No. Kieran Perkins won the gold medal. The surfer won the bronze medal because they took control of, oh, shit, I can't walk. So mm. I've got to learn enough. And mm. they've got to do this. Then I've got to do that. And, and that was in their control. That was in their control. Yes. You know, I don't, I don't think when Kieran Perkins got pushed through the plate glass window at the age of nine 
Mm. I don't think he, he and his mum went, oh, this is amazing. You have now got four gold medals. You are going to be Olympic champion. <laughs> no one said that shit. And if they had it suggested while he was waiting in ER to have his legs stitched back together, they wouldn't have thought that. But he wouldn't have got to where he did if he didn't go through it. If that didn't happen. So yep. Yep. If you're sitting in lockdown, you haven't been outside for, for three or four days other than wearing a mask for your hour of exercise or whatever it is, don't bitch, moan and complain. Mm. You are exactly where you need to be to get to where you want to go. Absolutely. Fascinating. That, that, is, that believe, is very cool. If you don't believe me, sit back, bitch, whinge, moan, complain. I'm not going to change my world. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, we're, we're all surrounded by, uh, I guess I, I shouldn't probably... Um, you know, just put it out to the outer world. I probably do it a bit myself. But yes, there, there is, uh, you know, in when you talk to your friends or when you catch up, there is a lot of that. So I, I suspect the whole world has got this whole control thing quite mixed up and jumbled up, like you said. And I found one thing really interesting, right? Uh, you know, the, your question of the second point, I think. It was, you know, salespeople. How can I sell? That's the question they ask when, you know, they should be asking, how do I become worth buying? And, yeah. uh, you know, back in about seven, eight years ago, we were on the hunt for a car. I wanted to I wanted to buy a Mazda 3 because uh, because I think some of my friends had it and they said it was good. So I said, hey, yeah, why not? So I went, you're went for and I'm a cool kid. Yeah, that's it. So I went there to the dealership and did a test ride, liked the color, liked everything. But there was something about the salesperson that just rubbed me the wrong way. There was so much friction around the purchase that my focus went from the product to the features to the person selling. And suddenly I was buying him or not buying him. And yeah. I made the decision to not buy him. And so I walked away from that car and ended up buying something else. But, yeah, it's quite fascinating when you, when you, uh, when you think about it. it. It is, you know, they say in business, you know, it's all about relationships. Yeah. It's completely true. Yeah. Um, it, you know, I, I will buy from someone I like. And, mm. But most people, they, they don't. It's very clear in those instances where you go, I just don't like that salesperson. Mm, mm. But there are other instances where you just, I just don't know what it is. I'm just mm. getting the wrong vibe. The mm. vibe is wrong. Yes. Um, and that's the same thing. Yes. It's, it's how are you coming together. Yes. And, and sometimes people get the wrong vibe about you. Mm, indeed. Is, so the question then people ask is, well, how do I change so I don't get that vibe? <laughs> okay. okay. So... So what you're doing is giving it out to the world as though that vibe, the world measures your vibe. So I, I think that's the wrong approach. I think the qu better question to ask is, am I happy with mm. my vibe? Mm. Now, because that person who was going to do business with you that got the wrong vibe from you, that might have been the biggest bullet you ever dodged. Mm. But if you try and change to fit that person, Hmm. Um, well, you're going to attract that sort of person and that's just you know, going to be more headache than you want. Absolutely. So what vibe do you want? You want a vibe that you are at peace with. Am I happy the way I am turning up? And that's something you can control, isn't it? The vibe that you emanate? Absolutely. Yep. And, yep. and you, 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 are, you are happy with the vibe that you have or you are not happy with the vibe that you have. And if you're not happy with your vibe, mm. change it. Mm. And And... This is, 
this is terrible because it costs relationships. Mm. And I know this because it's, it's something that's going on in, between me and my children. Mm. They want me to be a particular way which goes against the way that I believe the world should be. Mm. Okay? They want me to do one, two, and three, and that is exactly the opposite of me. So what it means is I'm not talking to my children, okay, which, is, which hurts like hell. Mm. Um, but do I change to be the way that they want me to be? And my people might say, well, they're your children. Of course you do. Okay. Mm-hmm. So one child wants me to be this way and the <laughs> other child wants me to be that way. Then which way do I go? Do mm. I pick favourites? We shouldn't have favourite children. <laughs> so I can't go. And what if I've got three kids? Bloody hell, I'm going to have to be a different person. <laughs> That's like hard work. Split, and then I've got to... split yourself in three parts. <laughs> yeah. So, so measuring what's going on outside you doesn't make any sense. Yes. So I have to be happy with the vibe that I have. Yep. And then realize point two of control. I cannot control other people. Yes. Now, why am I in this position? Why am I children in that position? Mm. It's because we are where we are, because mm. that's what because we want to go somewhere in life. Mm. And the universe has gone, okay, for you to get to where you want to go in life, you need to learn these lessons. Mm. And these are the lessons that are, are being learned. Is it easy? No, but it's pretty simple. Follow the plan. Be be true to you, mm. and other people will be true to themselves. Yeah, and, and and it will happen. Yeah. Otherwise, yep. otherwise you become crazy. You're like, I got to be to this person, yeah. to that person. I got to be this to that person. I got to be this to that person. Um, and it's difficult, and it's confusing, and it's hard work. And you get to the end of the day, and you're you're not pumped. You're drained. Yes. Yes. And you go, oh, this is terrible. I'm going to try escapism. <laughs> I'm going to watch TV all night, and I'm going to have a few beers and. Before you know it, by the end of the you know six months, you're drinking a bottle of wine at night. Yeah, yeah. And you're yeah. waking up in the morning because you're trying to dull the pain, mm. and that's that's terrible. Yes, you're not being true to you. Absolutely. So let's talk about you, right? The, the the you in you, right? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, Darren, and, and I love this, right? We both, I think, share a common uh, belief or interest in what lies within. Right. Mm. So uh, there's one, one is the extroverted view, right? We look out towards the world and derive all our joy, happiness, outcomes, whatever we desire from the world. And then obviously there's the opposite when you flip it, that you realize the introverted view that hang on, all the joy, the success, the happiness, the contentment is actually derived from myself. So, I mean, about two years ago, I went down that path when I knew I needed to change things because I just couldn't let things happen the way they were. And I realized that the most important relationship that I had in the whole wide world was the one I had with myself. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, so let's let's put this let's put business owners in this context, right? I would go as far as saying that that's the most important relationship a business owner has, the one they have with themselves. Yeah. How should business owners, in your opinion, approach self-talk? Yeah. You know the voice in your head? Hmm. It's not you. You're the one listening to it. Right. That is profound. So it's nine o'clock at night, Thursday night. It's been a big week. You're sitting on the couch watching a bit of TV with uh, your loved one beside you. And uh, you sit there, you, you, you're loving life. It's great. You say, this is awesome. It's one of those Kodak moments that 
<laughs> we don't, we, we, we gloss over it. You know, you're holding hands with your loved one on the couch. Program comes to an ad. Uh, all of a sudden, ad for ice cream comes on. And you, you hadn't thought about ice cream for ages. There's ice cream in the freezer, but, you know. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're having that conversation with yourself. Oh, some ice cream would be good. And you're going, nah, I've been trying to lose weight. <laughs> oh, yeah, but that voice of ice cream would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, no, no, I'm not going to. And you spend the next 20 minutes having a conversation inside your head with yourself about having some ice cream that you weren't even interested in until the TV told you you were. Hmm. Then you get up and you go, fuck, I'm, 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 I work hard. I've had either a good week slash bad week. I deserve it because one, two, and three, stuff it, I'm going to. You go over, you serve yep. yourself some ice cream. You're hardcore, so you put Milo on there. You come back, you, you recline the couch, you sit there, you eat it, you go, this is delicious. You lean down, you put the ice, the bowl on the floor, and then the flavour leaves your mouth and the voice goes, why did you eat that? Yes. You know you've been trying to lose weight. <laughs> oh, come on, all that exercise. You are so useless. Your willpower is, and it rags on you for the next half hour. Mm. That voice is not you. Mm. You're the listener. Don't listen to it. Mm. Have you ever noticed how that voice takes both sides of the argument? Mm. Should go to the gym this afternoon. Yeah, I really do need to go to the gym. Oh, yeah, but you know, the TV's on. Yeah, but if I, I've paid the money, so I should go. Yeah, but, you know, when you're going to miss this, and you're going to get home and sweating, you're going to miss the kids, and you want you said you're told. Yeah, but I really know. This, this is what goes on inside people's heads all the time. That voice is not you, okay? It's, a, it's an evolutionary defect that appeared in animals, not plants. You see, um, plants, when, when life came onto the planet, you know, However, I think life turned up about 1.4 billion years ago, mm. thereabouts. Records from that time are hazy. Plants were the first form of life and they got their energy through photosynthesis. Mm. They simply stood there and the sun hit them and they could turn that into energy and grow. Happy days. The original sun be there. Absolutely. <laughs> and then in about 800 million years ago, um, the first form of life turned up on the planet, the form of something like an amoeba. Mm. And the amoeba had a challenge of how do I learn? And, you know, because amoebas need to learn. Otherwise, what they'll end up doing is eating the wrong stuff. Um, so they need to learn that, you know, that, that food, that substance is life-denying, that substance is life-affirming. Mm. And then it would look at the life denying, like, no, no, actually, we want to go over here. How did it learn that? Well, how did it remem remember that? It didn't have a mechanism within itself that's compli as complex as a, as a brain, even, even like an insect brain. That, that's like hundreds of millions of years down the track. So I started using feelings as uh, the way things should happen. It, gets, it goes towards uh, the, the receptor cells, the proteins uh, across the neuron, and it, it, it changes and it moves over. Um, of the membrane, sorry, it moves over elsewhere. So feelings are the, the original language. Mm. Evolution kicks in and, you know, the, the amoebas used to split to form two identical cells and then all of a sudden there was a split of a cell and it didn't completely split and then there was first two-celled creatures. Then there came along um, the cooperative cells where two individual cells go, you know, in today's language, hey, you look pretty cool, let's hang out. <laughs> and they, they, they started hanging out and worked in cooperation. And as these 
um, cellular animals got bigger and bigger, the ability uh, somewhere along the line, we don't know where, um, yeah. consciousness of that voice evolved. Now, that voice at some point in history, we don't know what level because, you know, we humans are pretty arrogant, but I would assume that a dog has a level of consciousness. Mm. Um, maybe a seal does, a dolphin does. Well, if mm. they do, what about birds? What about mm. chickens? What about insects? It's, it's mm. pretty arrogant to say that they don't have a level of consciousness. Absolutely. Um, somewhere along the line, this voice appeared. Now, this voice we hear, and we th- it's inside our head, so we think it's us. So we listen to it, <clears throat> but it's not actually us. We're the entity listening to it. Mm. Very profound. Very interesting. The book is by Bruce Lipton, Biology of Belief. Amazing book. Bruce Lipton's? And what is the book called? Yeah. Biology of Belief. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd love to check it out. I'd love to check it yeah. out. So tell me one thing, Darren. When this voice comes in and constructs a sentence that begins with I am, and then it puts in a word, and I find that to be a very dangerous uh, moment, right? When you how you define yourself, right? So I am whatever, I am incompetent, I am inadequate, I am not fit, whatever it is. And they manifest as insecurities and they really tend to cripple not just business owners, but individuals from from moving forward. So how should, according to you, and, and you know, it might manifest as the infamous imposter syndrome. Yeah. How should business owners handle this problem, their insecurities? Yeah. So the voice, well, what drives that voice? A couple of things that drive the voice. One is randomness. It just does what it wants to do. (laughs) Uh, You've been been walking along going, why the hell am I thinking this shit? Um, No, it's crazy thinking that. I don't know about you. I do it quite often. The other other one is um, programming that's in us. So if you're a Buddhist, you would call it karma. If you are part of one of the Abrahamic religions, which is Christianity or Judaism or Islam, you would, you would call it your... Um, in those religions, they, they don't say it, but they do believe in, in reincarnation. Because mm. in, I, I was brought up as a Catholic. Mm. Um, you're born with original sin. Um, well, where did that come from if not a past life? Sure. You've got to walk through life to get rid of all that karma. Hmm. And then if you get rid of the karma when you die, you either go off to heaven or you go yep. to purgatory or you go to hell. So yep. that to me is, you know, pre, during and post life. So hmm. it's, it's the same thing. It's just different languages, different wording. So that voice in your head is not you. It's what, what drives it, something the random, or it can be what's coming from the programming within you. So the programming, if you come from the uh, the Dharmic religions, Buddha, Hindu, that would be karma post um, from a previous life. Yep. If you come from an Abrahamic religion, the Christianity, Judaism, Islam, that um, they have the same version, uh, original sin, and when you die, you go to heaven or hell. Yep. So the programming is in you. So the programming, how does that show up? So if we go back to... Uh, what I mentioned earlier about the basic level of the cell. It's a feeling. It's a feeling within you. Uh, Whenever something happens, it causes a feeling within you. Now, we may not notice it, but that doesn't mean it's there. The the people listening to this 
um, podcast, if you're driving around, you're sitting in the car, until I mention it now, you can't feel the seat you're sitting on. You can now because I've mentioned it. Mm, In psychology, mm. we call it habituation. We habituate about that feeling. We have millions and millions and millions and trillions of feelings per instant happening in us. Why does this happen? Because our lowest level, what are we made of? Cells? No, no, much lower than that. Uh, We're made of molecules? No, no, much lower than that. Atoms? Protons, neutrons, electrons? Well, um, quantum physics tells us that protons, neutrons, and electrons are not actually particles. They're waves going backwards and forwards. Everything's going backwards and forwards all the time. And that's what is the building blocks of the universe. So there is always sensation happening. We just block it out. So how does this voice come up in your head? A feeling occurs within you. You don't know what it's all about, but this voice that evolved to say, eat this, don't eat that, um, you know, this is how we remember that this is life-affirming, this is life-denying, turns around and goes, I don't like that feeling. So for argument's sake, it's I've got to go off and do a presentation. I do lots of public speaking training around the world. Um, I have to give a presentation. A person will have a feeling of I'm not good enough. The voice will kick in and say, yeah, of course I'm not good enough. I can't stand up and speak to my boss, therefore I won't do it, okay? Therefore, um, I won't put my hand up for the promotion, I won't go on that project, or I simply won't call that customer or whatever it happens to be because we don't like that feeling. Earlier we were talking about the universe has put you in this position right here, right now, so you can become what it is that you want to. Now, if that's one of the fundamental principles of life, and I believe it is, you having the feeling of I'm not good enough, which causes the imposter syndrome voice to kick in, is exactly where you need to be right now so you can achieve what you want. Mm. So the feeling drives the voice. Mm. That's the way that happens because it's happening at a cellular level. So what's happening at the intellectual level? So the feeling, if I can relate it to emotions... So what, what's happening at the intellectual level then? The intel, so the, the, the voice, the mind, is where the awareness goes to escape the pain of the emotions. So in the same way that you're not the voice, you're the one listening to it. I mean, you're sitting there, you're, you're looking just right now, you're looking around the room. If you're driving along listening to this, you're looking out the car window and you can see all that. So you get a sense of who you are, okay? So when we have the the sensation in our body that we label as not good, which is simply an artefact of positionality, what happens is the voice goes, well, that doesn't sound like good. You better come up and speak to me, the voice, pay attention to me, and I'll tell you not to go near that that feeling. So in other words, um, you've got to do a presentation. uh, the, The adrenaline kicks in. The voice in your head says, that doesn't sound like good. Come and pay attention to me. So... Our awareness pays attention to the voice and that voice says, you don't like public speaking, don't go for that job. And that's what happens. Okay, that's what happens. How do you get rid of it? How do you beat it? How do you beat it? That's what we're here for. It's a multi-million dollar question. Come back next week, same time, same bad channel, and we'll tell you. (laughs) So when an emotion comes up, we generally do one of four things. Okay. So emotion comes up and we avoid it. Okay, people who run small businesses do this. People who are experts who have set up a business do this. I have to do cold calling. Jeez, I don't like that idea. And the emotion <laughs> comes up that uh, I'm just not going to do cold calling. I'm just not, I'm just not going to address it. I don't want to have anything to do with it. 
Yeah. Hey, I'm going to pay a million dollars a month in AdWords and people can come to me. They yeah. just simply avoid it. Yeah. Other ways we avoid it is we go home and we have drinks. We go shopping. We do anything we can to distract ourselves. Yeah. I'm going to binge on Netflix when I know I should do my bank application. Oh, my baz. <laughs> my baz. <laughs> so we avoid. The second thing is we repress or suppress. Suppress is suppressing. Suppression is we yep. do consciously. Repression yep. we do subconsciously. Same thing. Mm, nice. Mm. So um, that does it. I know I've got to make these phone calls. I'm just going to push it down. I'm just going to go through it. And then when they pick up the phone and they go, hi, would you like to buy my services? <laughs> and once again, um, are you worth buying from? You want to sell more, be worth buying. Don't mm. call someone up under duress. Mm. Um, call them up with, with uh, 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 bring good energy. Mm. So suppression, repression, same thing, one you do consciously, one you yep. do unconsciously. Yep. Oddly enough, we um, express, um, this is a catharsis. <clears throat> so this is where people get angry. You know, I don't want to have to make these phone calls. I wish and it should be done this way. And, you know, if you want me to do this, one, two, three, four, I just don't like it. I shouldn't have to do it. Mm. And, and this voice, this voice just creates all these random ideas uh, mm. as to why you shouldn't have to do it. So we avoid, we suppress, we um, express. Mm. Why don't you just let that energy go? Let it go, let it flow? Just, just let it go. Surrender yeah. to it. Okay. Yes. So, so this is this is the wording you use. I've got to make these phone calls. Energy in my body. You can do what you like, and you just sit there. I'm making these phone calls. You do what you like, and and you you watch the energy. And where where does the energy sit? It might sit in your stomach, and it might just turn over and turn over and turn over. So sit there and let it. Don't make right. Don't make wrong. Don't sit there and judge and say, oh, I've, I'm valid for, um, I'm, I'm allowed to feel this way because, 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 because that's just that voice in your head that's nothing to do with you that tells you to eat ice cream. Uh, don't make it wrong because, once again, that's the voice in your head. Um, just let the energy do what it wants to do. Now, you might need to sit with this for a minute. It might take two minutes. It might take 20 minutes. could only take 30 seconds. And just watch that energy. It'll do what it wants to do. And then watch it dissipate. And it will dissipate. The Buddhists have a term. It's called anicca, impermanence. Every feeling arises, stays for a period of time, and then falls. And this feeling about cold calling is no different for you. Very just interesting. Very interesting. Just let, it, just let it come up and let it go down. So I, I would have, in my in my over my career, I would have you know, done anywhere between, let's just say, 5,000 to 10,000 sales conversations. I don't know. Lots, right? Uh, but even the other day, I had to make an absolute cold call and I encountered exactly the same, but it wasn't to that intensity. So I was able to, you know, use whatever conditioning and self-talk that I've been used to, to, to overcome that. But it's very fascinating. See, you can't have something that's true one way and not true the other way. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I, the, I'm successful because I've done this. I failed because the universe did that. No, nah, no, nah. you're either successful because you did and you're where you are because you did. Mm. So you've got to let these emotions go, mm. okay? Mm. It is true for the good and positive, what we call good and positive emotions as well. Yeah, yeah. The love that you have for your significant other, you must let go. 
What do you mean? Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, the, re- the reason this is, is this causes so much pain in marriages. I saw it in my own first marriage. Sure. You see, what happens is you meet someone, you fall in love, and you have lots of sex, you have lots of parties. <laughs> and it's just, you know, life is just wonderful. All my mates all work, screw that, I'm just going to hang out with my um, favourite other person. Yeah. And you do that, and it lasts for 12 months, two years, whatever. You're awesome. I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you. Let's put this ring on, and that's going to show everyone, blah, 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 blah. And then kids come along. You buy a house. You've got a mortgage. You're stuck in your career. And you know, 10 years down the track, you go, you don't make you happy anymore. <laughs> First of all, uh, it's not their job to make you happy. It's your job to make yourself happy. They've got their own That's problems. it. That's it. But you see, what happens is we're holding. We, so we avoid. We express. We, we um, suppress. Suppress, express, or we try to possess. Ah. So what happens? We try and possess that feeling that we had in the early days. Right, right. So the, the beautiful love and the late nights and the conversations and the sex and the, oh my goodness, you bought me a coffee in the morning. That's so oh, I love you. <laughs> Ten years down the track, you know, it's completely different, and you're going, well, where's my coffee in the morning? We don't have sex <laughs> the same way anymore. Yeah, um, you know, I, I better you, go. You, off you call this? Morning. You call this coffee? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My secretary does a better coffee than you. Think, oh, I'm going to go off with. But you see, we're possessing this feeling from 20 years ago, or yeah, 10 years ago, yeah, and that is completely different to the feeling of love you would have with yeah. someone you've built a family with, a career you've been through the highs and lows. If you think that the love you have with someone you've known for six months is the same as the love you had with someone for for 10 years, you're yeah. crazy. Yeah. But what happens is we possess that same love from earlier. And what happens is because we're possessing that, we're looking at the new version now. It's not yeah. better. It's not worse. Yeah. It is different yeah. because um, opinion is an artifact of positionality. We're going, this is not as good as it once was. No, it's different. Of course it's going to be different. You've got a mortgage. You've got a kid. You've got a share portfolio. You've got jobs. You've got this. You've got that. Of course it's going to be different. This happens with, you see, with parents all the time. Little Johnny comes home from school on, you know, they're five years old. Daddy, I drew you this picture. Oh, that's awesome. I love you. And it's like two lines across a page and, you know, they spilt their lunch on there. You can see tomato sauce. <laughs> and you just go, this is so beautiful. And you have a hug. And this is amazing. Ten years later, they're in year 10. They walk in through the front door. They grunt. They drop their bag. They got their AirPods. They go upstairs. And you go, damn it, why don't you love me anymore? Where's my five-year-old? Mm. And we're possessing the energy that we had for the five-year-old we're holding someone to a, a, a level of something they cannot be. And that mm. is just crazy. And then what happens is you get down here, you say hello to me. I, you're, I'm your father. You'll do this. You'll do that. And we end up causing a fight. Why? Mm. Because we don't let that energy go. Experience it. It is beautiful. Oh, my goodness, my five-year-old bought me something they did. Amazing. Oh, my 15-year-olds walked through and they grunted. Excellent. They're on the right path. This is what 15-year-olds do. Isn't it amazing to see that person grow to this? That, grow is, that is beautiful because, I mean, suddenly we've gone into and answered uh, the you know, parents at, who have 15-year-olds, for example, grapple with that. A lot of the ones I know, I'm not there yet. I've got a five-year-old, <laughs> so I'll be there in 10. Uh, but that was, yeah, that was outstanding, uh, you know, from a parenting perspective, that, that really works. So can I, can I just but, but can get you my see, head around this? Thing? Thank you for that. But can you see how we brought it back to what can I control? Yes. I can yes. only control me. I can't control other people. Yes. 
It is letting it go. And I can control that choice to let it go. Yeah. Isn't it? So, so people tend to avoid, repress, suppress, uh, yeah. possess, yeah. and express. express. And all of these four options are, are well, unhealthy. And, Very unhealthy. And so the right answer here would be surrender, let it go. Let it go. Enjoy it. Now, I'm yeah. not saying don't love. I'm yeah. not saying when you've met that new person that you don't enjoy yeah. the amazing nights of sex and party and blah, blah. Yeah. But let it go. Be present. This is an amazing feeling. Yes, oh it, is. it is. It is. It is. It is. And the feeling that you've had when you've been with someone for an extended period of time, you go, wow, we've been together for 20 years. How amazing yeah. is this? Yes, yes, yes. Now, completely concur. So I, I, I do want to ask you this before, before we sign off. Uh, yep. on what has been an outstanding podcast. What, according to you, is the one must-have trait for businesses and possibly individuals, but primarily business owners, to become, well, as our podcast says, the next big thing? What is that one must-have trait? That one must-have thing is passion. Ah. Don't wish for talent. Oh, nothing more common than talentless people. Mm-hmm. Mediocrely successful. So if you want to be, and I'm using Olympics because they're currently on, so this yep. recorded context- this. Contextual. Contextual. Um, if you want to win an Olympic gold medal, I don't care how talented you are, you are going to have to put the long, hard hours mm. in. You mm-hmm. just have to. Now, if you are talented but don't care, mm. when you have to do that extra, uh, let's say swimming, when you have to watch that line for an extra half hour in the morning. If you're talented but don't care and you have to do another kilometre, who's going to do it? Who is going to do that extra kilometre better? Yes. The person who is talented or the person who is passionate and yep. gets to the end and just go, I just love watching a black line. Mm. I love it. Mm. It's the person with passion that is going to get further. Absolutely. In, in business, I don't know with my because I run a business, well, I call it a practice. There's been many nights when I've just gone, particularly in the early days, you know, when you work during the day and then you, you work on your practice at night and you get to 9, 10 o'clock and I half this is just too hard. I just can't do it. And you go off to bed and you wake up in the morning and you go, no, I just can't give it up. Yeah. And yep. it's a passion. Now, if you don't have that passion for your business, hmm. um, you're going to wake go to bed and go, no, I can't do it. And you're going to wake up and you're going to go, no, I can't do it. Yeah. So if you don't have that passion, have a feeling inside your body. Where is the energy that is stopping that passion, that is blocking that passion or driving that passion? Yeah. Because uh, passion going in the wrong direction might make life difficult as well. That is correct. That is correct. Wow. Yes, no, I completely agree with you. I think during the darkest of moments, it's passion that actually holds your hand and, and guides you through those moments. And if I were to choose between passion and talent, quite right. You know, we'd go for somebody who has passion because I think talent and skills can be developed, but passion can't be, you can't feed passion to someone. You know, you can't, you can't, <laughs> you can't do an inception and put it in their heads. So um, how, do you be, oh, that's cool. how do you be that person who walks into the room and brightens it up as opposed mm. to brightening up when you walk out? Mm. I know a good sense of passion walking in would certainly help. That's it. That's it. Wonderful. Great to talk, Darren. I really enjoyed this chat. I think it's uh, it's been an absolute blast. And I must say, our, uh, I can already, you know, feel that our listeners are going to get, uh, you know, a lot out of it. They're going to they're going to listen to this in their cars, in their homes. They're going to tell their friends. So uh, thank you so much for sparing. I know it is your valuable time. So thank you so much for sparing that. 
Uh, I'm really grateful for, for this podcast. Thank you so much. Not a problem. I hope to see you again soon. Will do, Darren. Take care. Cheers. You can reach Darren Fleming on 0422-670-659 or on 1300-012-415 or just connect with him on LinkedIn.